0: Welcome to Move Like This, brought to you by the Accounting Move Project and sponsored by Moss Adams and Sapro. On this podcast, we share ideas and hear from guests about how they find, retain, develop, and advance women and other underrepresented groups in their accounting firms. Now, on to our guest. Thank you so much for being here today for this episode of Move Like This. I am excited today to be talking to not one, but two people from Bland and Associates. We have Amanda Ponto, who is a partner, and Megan Geisinger, who is the HR manager. And thank you ladies for being here today. Thank you for having us. Bland has been a move firm for quite a while. So I'm excited to learn a little bit more about your firm and what it is that makes it unique. So Let's start off by asking what it is that each of you think makes Bland unique in the accounting profession from your own perspectives as an HR manager and as a partner.
1: As a partner, I would say a lot of us have grown up at Bland. So my 20 years is next month. We have retained a lot of our people over the years. We have a core group that has really retained that small firm feel, although we serve national clients. So I think that really makes plan unique. We have a local practice and a federal government practice and a firm our size typically doesn't have that and have that type of exposure. So there's just so many opportunities for so many different types of talent, degrees. It's not just an accounting firm. We do consulting. You know, we, we we offer pretty much everything that a big firm could offer in terms of opportunities just based on the
2: wide variety of clients that we have.
0: Excellent. What about you, Megan?
2: Yeah. And I think from um, just kind of building off of that, from my perspective, obviously being in HR, I believe it's our culture that sets us apart, which I know we'll get into more during this conversation. But I think that you know, the family first kind of mentality that we have and the concentration on growth of our employees sets us apart from maybe other accounting firms. So I think what Amanda had said with just the variety of opportunities we have partnered with our culture really makes us unique and different.
0: Oh, that's great. So eight years or so ago, the firm created the Bland Leadership Institute for the Next Generation, or Bling, as it is abbreviated, and two years ago launched Bling 2.0. And the idea is to cultivate leaders in the firm's culture so the next generation is ready to leave when the time comes. So I'd love to hear more about how this program works and the results you've seen so far and the shift from 1.0 to 2.0 and what that included.
2: Yeah, so I can start on this one. So yeah, Bling started about 8 years ago and really just the idea is to build, you know, our our employees so we have two different groups that usually go through the process. One is Emerging leaders or people that we see um, kind of starting to emerge as a leader in the organization. And then there's the evolving group. So those are people that may already be in a leadership position and just wanting to cultivate that even more. And so there's two different groups that go through the process. A lot of the curriculum is very similar, um, but it is different as they move through the program. But really, It's focused around how you work, really understanding yourself, because we use a tool called the OMS, which is a survey that all of our employees take that really hones in on their strengths. And so they utilize that within the program. So it's it's learning, but, you know, it's learning, they start with learning about themselves and then learning about how to work with other personalities within the firm and then learning to lead the firm. And so there's kind of three different parts to the program. So that's bling 1.0. And then, you know, we've had a majority of our staff that have actually gone through the program. So then it was, you know, what's next? How do we keep the momentum going? Because I think, you know, anytime you go through a program like that, or you go to a conference and you come back and you're all excited and you have all these ideas of what you want to do with what you learned. And so, We implemented and designed Bling 2.0 just to not only revisit what they learned in Bling 1.0, but to build on that and to just keep the momentum going, I think. And, well, we're going to finish up the first cohort of Bling 2.0 the very beginning of January. And so that group were people that had already been through Bling 1.0 and we're excited to continue that journey so those were the people that we pegged for bling 2.0 and i think it just makes a difference with what i see on my end is how people interact with each other how leaders interact with their employees and how they you know how they lead and cultivate those relationships is really where I see the results. I'm sure Amanda has a different perspective from the HR side. That's what I see.
1: Yeah. And I'll add to that a little bit. I've seen a lot of growth in the employees that have participated in the program. I know some of them, they have their methods that they use. Like there's a toll booth method that I know a lot of people call on and really rely on to Lower their frustrations and encourage growth in other employees. So it's almost like they're teaching them a little bit of what they've learned in the Bling program. And what I've noticed too is that the relationships strengthen across departments. So we don't have a lot of cross department work, if that makes sense. So, you know, we have a tax department, we have an audit department, we have the government consulting department. So, you know, we are working on that to improve that and perhaps maybe work together more. But that really strengthens the relationship so that we can have the conversations to do that and to have everyone feel comfortable working in different departments when needed.
0: I love the investment into your people and giving them the tools they need to succeed because that not only benefits the individuals themselves, but obviously the firm as a whole too. And speaking of talent, with the talent shortage impacting all firms and being what seems like the biggest conversation topic in the whole accounting profession, we're excited to hear that Bland is building a talent pipeline at both the college and high school levels. There's a lot of firms that invest in college level, of course, but not as many by far that are reaching back to high school levels. So How are you structuring these programs? And I guess, what is your ultimate goal?
2: I can start on this one. So as far as the high school level, a lot of this, and this is all very new and things that we are trying. um, A lot of it came from our DEI group or our diversity, equity, and inclusion group and relationships that we have built there. So one thing that we are trying is The Omaha public schools have changed how they structure their high schools and they have specific high schools are designated to certain areas of study. And so there's a high school here in Omaha that's specific to like accounting, finance, business type of education. And so we're partnering with them to try and not only help them build accounting curriculum that's going to be taught, but really participating in job fairs they have, uh, mock interviews that they do, just really getting involved in that relationship with that specific school. So then hopefully moving forward, we could utilize those students with internships or job shadowing, that type of thing. And then just obviously building on that as they go through their education. So that's one thing we're doing With the high schools here in Omaha, another thing that we just recently did, and this also stemmed from our DEI group and our Bland Cares Foundation, was we just awarded four scholarships to students through the Midlands African Chamber. And this is the first year they've done it. They did scholarships. They, you know, they went through a whole scholarship process with um, applications and essays and those kinds of things. And so a few of us were involved in awarding those, choosing and awarding those scholarships. So we gave out four $1,000 scholarships to four students. Some were high school, some were college, but they were minority students. Um, So we're really excited about that and to see where that goes as well. And then we also get involved with our colleges and universities locally with job fairs and that kind of thing. But one thing I can say about Bland is we do really well with recruiting interns. um, And a lot of our interns stay and become full-time employees. And like Amanda talked about earlier, some really sustain a long employment history with Bland. And so I think that's one thing we can be very proud of as far as our internship program goes. We have a lot of success there and I think that you know you gotta with the with the shortage and staffing I think that you got to start catching them younger and younger um, so that you can build that relationship with them and hopefully you know a long employment history as well
0: yeah Amanda do you have anything to add to that
1: yeah I was just gonna say I remember early on so this has been going on for a long time actually at bland we had a work study where we had two high school students join us. And one of them is a manager in our firm today. So that was back maybe like in 2008, nine timeframe. So I do feel like we've been pioneers in this area and I know he's promoted it to many people. And that's why we've gotten this high school route. I attended a Catholic high school here in Omaha, and we just recently went to their career fair and they've reached back out to me to ask how they can improve it because it was just such a, a very quick touch. So they want us to get more involved and talk more to the girls at the high school, because, you know, a lot of them, when I talked to them for two minutes, they didn't even know what an accountant does. So I think there's a lot of education that can even help them realize that this is something they might want to do. It's not just pushing numbers all day long.
0: I had a conversation on a recent podcast about just that, that part of the challenge is that the impression or reputation of being an accountant isn't necessarily something that is always appealing to younger people or people in high school or college. And it's kind of something that the profession as a whole needs to really educate the community at large about what all accountants do. It's not the green eye shade in the dusty office with piles of paper everywhere. It can be, but frequently, most of the time it's not. And just kind of almost a PR campaign for the profession as a whole to say, hey, this is actually kind of a cool job and there are some really great benefits to it and, um, you know, really just try to improve the reputation of accounting in general. I'm glad to hear that's part of your strategy and, you know, hopefully that will really take root there in Nebraska. I wanted to ask about something we learned in the MOVE interview this year. And that is that you have a robust cross-training program. Amanda, you mentioned that, you know, you have the different departments and that Bling is helping blend those areas a little bit so everybody can learn. But what we discovered in the interview is that the program is leading to some lateral cross-department moves. Obviously, that's great for retention because people, you know, if they want to try another job, they can do so within Bland. But many firms are afraid to do this out of fear that there will be constant movement between roles. So what led you to offer this training and how has it turned out for the firm?
1: I would say it's gone pretty well for us. I don't think we've had a significant amount of cross-department moves. So we give them a taste enough of what it's like in another department. But yeah, I would say that there's still some loyalty to the department that they started in, at least that, that's how I'm viewing it. And so, unless there's a real need, we haven't seen employees say, Yeah, I want to move to audit or I want to move to GovCon. It's more of, Yeah, I'd love to help out that department and I'd love to learn more. We want to build a one firm mentality, you know, just not be so entirely focused on, Well, my GovCon department does this and my tax department does this. And, you know, we really want to just help each other out. And I think. That's how we've promoted it, is that you're helping out this department for this time period and and learning some new skills. And I've found that they learn from each other. So on the government side, we do a lot of project management work where we're scheduling out our jobs. It's just it's very detailed where we know like how many hours that person is working for the next couple months. And we're constantly updating our schedules. That's just not overly prevalent in a lot of CPA firms that I know of. So I think we're opening up those other departments' eyes to how important scheduling is and managing the resources. There's a lot to be learned from the two departments. And then, you know, on the accounting side, they have a lot of new technologies that they're using, and we kind of try those out on our end. So there's there's just this mutual benefit of our employees working in different departments and learning from each other.
2: Yeah. And I think talking about cross-training and helping out in different departments, obviously with the staffing shortage, that helps, right? Um, So thinking through like, okay, January is super busy for our client accounting services department. So maybe, you know, a couple of people from GovCon can help out during that month or, you know, those kinds of things. And really thinking through like, instead of going out and hiring a full-time person to help out for you know that one busy month of the year like how can we utilize our resource internal resources that we already have to not only benefit the organization but those staff members as well like Amanda said they learn from each other they learn they're learning new skills they're building new relationships those kinds of things and so I think that having those cross-training opportunities not only builds our staff members and then like Amanda said like I don't I don't really see a lot of like jumping from completely from one department to another department, but I think they appreciate the opportunity to learn new things, kind of dip their toes and maybe see, oh, maybe I would want to do audit one day or, or no, not so much kind of thing. So I think that, you know, it's just as a smaller firm, maybe we're more um, flexible in being able to do those types of things. And so I think that, you know, it's definitely a benefit and not only to them, but to the organization as well.
0: Expanded knowledge brings more power. And I love the idea of being able to shift people into a department during its busiest time or have people pick up the slack where you're not completely just wearing out the staff, you know, tax staff during busy season, or like you say, CAS staff in January. Uh, I think that's just smart planning and smart people management for sure. So one of the things we were thrilled to learn that 44% of land partners are women and to also see that your pipeline is positioned to maintain or even increase this percentage. So what advice do you have for other firms that are looking to expand their talent pipeline and attract and retain more women at their firms?
1: Like I said, Bland has been a great place for everyone to grow up. Like I said, I've grown up here. There's quite a few. I think the majority of our female partners started as interns or staff. So it's really cool that we've retained these ladies for so long. And I know a handful that yeah, are continuing up the chain. And I just want to say something about myself personally, just to inspire. I have five children and they're all small. Mm -hmm. And... I'm the department head for my department that just happened recently. So I'm representing, you know, I'm one of, you know, there's a smaller group that makes some of those high-level decisions for the firm. And I'm really excited for that opportunity to represent the women and keep that progress going for all the women. So we're just a very family-friendly organization. Like Megan said, just so much flexibility. We have a couple part-time ladies that are in manager positions that will they'll just come in for those hours that their kids are in school. And, and we're good with that. And they've still moved up uh, just because we value them so much and, you know, want to keep them around for maybe that there will be a point in their life where they want to change to full time. Uh, we just definitely don't want to let those ladies go. So I think there's a lot of flexibility with scheduling that helps retain our women.
2: Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. The Flexibility within, you know, not only like hybrid work environment type of thing, obviously helps with women being a part of the organization, whether, you know, they're mothers or not, but obviously makes a big difference for those women that do have small children and, you know, can go pick their kids up from school or, you know, go to that school play or whatever it is. Um, I think that makes a huge difference. And that goes back to building a culture of family first and, Again, the flexibility with scheduling and that type of thing. And I think that that's made a big difference. And also, I think, you know, we have like a women's group at the firm that, you know, building those internal woman to woman relationships um, can make a big difference and having a mentor. I know Amanda, you know, has been a mentor for other women within the organization. And so you know, I think building those strong relationships makes a big difference to want to like who you work with and that kind of thing and be able to relate to those people. And so um, I think that makes a big difference as well.
0: Yeah, obviously it does. You have you're retaining so many people. And I love to hear that you have young women starting as interns and moving up into partner roles. That's that's admirable and impressive. You're doing something right over there at VLAN. That's for sure. So I'd like to close with just some fun questions that I think are interesting to hear the answers to. And the first one is when you were five years old, what did you want to be when you grew up? Amanda, we'll start with you.
1: Well, I kind of teeter-tottered between an attorney and a waitress. So I don't know how I landed on those two, but I, I just love interacting with people. And I think that's probably why I... I chose those two positions.
2: I would say when I was five, I was big into dance. And so I always wanted to be a prima ballerina type of thing or a dance teacher.
0: Fun. Well, if you were given a chance to travel anywhere for free, didn't have to worry about time off, none of those life things that get in the way,
1: where would you go and why? I would go to Australia just because it is a huge time commitment. And I haven't felt like there's a time in my life that has allowed me to go down there. And I do have some family down there that I've never met before. So I think it would be really interesting to see that other side of the world.
0: That's cool. And with five kids, I can't imagine why you haven't had time to you know figure that out yet. <laughs> what about you, Megan?
2: I'm definitely a beach ocean person. And I'm really jealous of our partners who just got to go to Bora Bora and stay in the huts on the water. Like, that's what I would like to do someday.
0: That's on my bucket list for sure. I am very much a water person too. So love just, you see those pictures on online and go, okay, yeah,
1: that's where I need to be right now.
0: And finally, if you could have one superpower, what would it be?
1: Yeah, I think for me, I would like to time travel either forwards or backwards mainly backwards I think just because I well there's some things I know I shouldn't reflect on the past but I'd love to go back and do some things over and then I'd also love to spend time with the loved ones that have passed
0: oh that's lovely
2: maybe I would say we're just talking about traveling so maybe flying being able to get somewhere super fast and again like Amanda just said, like being able to, I have family in Missouri. And so I know it's not super far away, but being able to fly down there real quick and visit and then come back would be nice. Yeah. I like that.
0: I'm probably aging myself here, but I always wanted to be like Samantha on Bewitched and just be able to wiggle my nose and be where I want to be or clean the house or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I like the idea of using the the power to uh, travel and to visit people. You know, you say Missouri from Nebraska is not all that far, but there are plenty of people here within 10 miles of me that I don't see very often. So I completely understand that. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Really appreciate your time and your willingness to share some of the special sauce that makes Bland such a great firm to work for. Hopefully we can talk again soon. Thank you for listening to Move Like This, brought to you by the Accounting Move Project and sponsored by Moss Adams and Sapro. If you'd like to learn more, visit our website at accountingmoveproject.com. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends and colleagues too. I'm your host, Bonnie Buell-Rusick, and until next time, keep moving forward.